Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Elevated Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Fouts, owner of Elevated Beauty Aesthetics, located in Sierra Vista, Arizona. And today's episode is just going to be a chat with me episode and telling you guys about my Botox journey. So if you're interested, then as always, just keep on listening. Okay, so I normally record on Mondays, of course, Sundays and Mondays are my days off. So today's Monday, and I decided that I wanted to get Botox. Um, I have been wanting it for a while now. It's just been something that I've kind of put off and procrastinated against. Of course, Botox is a preventative measure. It's not something you do once you've already got established expression lines and, you know, exaggerated wrinkles. It's not going to reverse that. Um, A lot of you listening to this probably already know what Botox is or maybe get Botox, but for those of you that aren't very familiar with it, Botox is a neurotoxin. It paralyzes your muscle. So what happens is by injecting that to paralyze the facial muscle, you are preventing that expression um, and those deep expression lines that come along with that repetitive movement. So... It also has other benefits, uh, skin smoothing, and if you have some very fine lines, it is known to like kind of smooth that out a little bit. I have some very, very fine lines on my forehead, and I did not want them to get worse, so that's really why I decided to do it. And so I made an appointment, and we started with a consult. I wasn't sure if I was going to get Botox the same day, but she had time, so we went ahead and did it after the consult. So during the consult, we decided on Botox, there are a few different forms. Um, Dysport, I always thought that it was like a softer alternative to Botox, but supposedly, and I guess it kind of is, but it takes from what she told me, when you get Dysport um, in comparison to Botox, you have to get more of it. So um, we opted for Botox and I expressed to her that my horizontal, the lines in my forehead um, bothered me. And so I, of course, she analyzed my face, we did all the expressions, and she told me that my glabella, so the 11s um, in between your eyebrows, that muscle is actually quite a bit stronger than my other muscles. So we focused more on that. And you never, or maybe some people do, but if you only get Botox done like above your eyebrows, it can create a heaviness. So that's another reason that we did the glabella as well as the... um, above the brow and then we did a little bit on the sides of the eyes um i don't have any lines there right now but that'll of course further prevent so we um didn't do any numbing i don't know if anyone does numbing i'm sure there are some places that do but it was a really tiny needle and like it didn't hurt at all so um she marked me up We, of course, did the face mapping. She told me how much she wanted to put and where she wanted to put it, and we agreed on it. And so, um, yeah, she marked me up and she injected. I had minimal bleeding. Um, Of course, like I left with a little 4x4 gauze with some alcohol on it. I assume it was alcohol. I'm not sure. But anyways, I had just a tiny, tiny bit of like pinpoint bleeding um, and some bumpiness, of course, because of the product being injected, and I guess like localized swelling, but it's been like an hour now, and I feel like it's reducing a little bit already, 
Um, she told, I don't look like a monster. <laughs> that was my biggest thing was like, am I going to walk around and then are people going to know that I got Botox? For my case, no. Um, not unless you were like a really trained eye. So she told me not to lay down for the next four hours because we don't want the Botox to dissipate or migrate or, or whatever the case. So just make sure that you're not going to be taking a nap after. Sit up. Um, and then, of course, no facial massage. I'm going to lay down my gua sha for the next one to two weeks. Um, no facial treatments, um, like revisional treatments in the next two weeks either. I can continue with my normal skincare. Um, and yeah, besides that, no really other downtime. Of course, like I don't wear makeup. Um, if I were to get Botox, I probably wouldn't wear like long wear foundation a few days after. I don't know. That's just me. But anyways, um, yeah, a lot less more noticeable than I thought it would be, I guess. And I did take a video on my TikTok of like kind of a little bit of the process. If you want to follow that, Elevated BD Aesthetics on TikTok, that video is posted. Um, and I'm going to do a progress video. Of course, that's going to take time because I just got it today. So over the next week um, to two weeks, I will document my facial movement um and i'll share that with you guys on my main page but yeah that's it for the botox no that's not it for the botox diaries i wanted to tell you guys how much it cost and how many units i got so i got 40 units she said like the standard is 60 but this is my first time i didn't really need a lot i don't have like really strong expressional muscles because i don't make you know that many expressions um too heavily so I ended up getting 40 units and the um, dermatology clinic that I went to, um, the provider that I used, she charges $11 a unit. You definitely can find cheaper. I would say the standard, probably the median, is that the right, like the average, um, is nine. So I could have went to Tucson and got it a little bit cheaper, but I didn't want to drive all the way to Tucson and I wanted to get it done by like a phys physician's assistant or something like that. I didn't want to, with nothing against um, nurse injectors at all. Um, I just, that's what, because I was kind of nervous with it being my first time, but I liked her, so I think I'm going to go back to her. So I was okay with paying that amount, um, $11 a unit. So at $11 a unit and $40 a unit, um, not $40 a unit, $11 a unit at 40 units. Um, they had like a 20% discount too, but I got, um, I paid right under $400 and that's actually what I budgeted for. It definitely can be a little bit cheaper than that for some people. Um, but that's what I expected and that's what I was okay paying for. And they suggest that you get it done every three months. I will probably extend that a little longer because I don't know. Like I said, I don't make a lot of expression lines, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I expect I'll probably come in every six months, but like I said, we'll see what happens. I 100% would do it again. I haven't even seen the results yet, but I, like, I know that it's going to be beneficial to me. Um, so if you're thinking about getting Botox and you're like scared of it, in my experience at least, don't be scared. It was so much easier and less painful than I thought it was going to be. Okay, hard pivot here. Um, I just want to talk about other random things. 
Have you guys heard the new Midnight album? I'm going to admit, like, I've never been a huge Taylor Swift fan. Like, back in the day when she first came out and I lived in Louisiana, I was, like, a country girl, all that. Yeah, everybody was crazy about Taylor Swift. Um, But I was never, like, I don't know. I guess I was never a Swifty. But this new album, I I freaking love. I love Karma. I love Midnight. Um... I don't know, like, she has a a little bit of a genre of her own, I feel like. It's not really, I wouldn't even say it's pop. Is it, like, pop, indie, and then she's just country? I don't know, but I'm really liking Taylor right now, and I love the new album. Um, If you haven't heard it, I'm sure you have. It's viral, Um, Karma and Midnight especially. I haven't listened to any others, any other songs on that album, but I should. But I've been playing those over and over and over again. And it's funny because the um, video that I made on TikTok, like, documenting my the Botox appointment, I actually used the Hi, It's Me song um, in the background of that. But, yeah, we are also another hard pivot. We're going camping this weekend. So this is the weekend before Halloween. We're just going to go Saturday night um, and then we're going to leave Sunday evening. It's like an hour from here. So it's not like a long, crazy drive or anything, but we haven't been camping since we lived in Colorado. And when we moved to Arizona, everyone was telling me about like, and my husband's from Arizona. So they're like, oh, the, um, what are those little pigs called? Javelinas. They're like, the javelinas are crazy. The javelinas have knocked over our trash bin, our big, heavy trash bin. I've seen a severed javelina foot on the sidewalk on base where we live. Like, there's hawks. I know there's coyotes and all kinds of wildlife. And, of course, there's wildlife in Colorado, too. But I don't know. I feel like it's a little more prevalent here. We live right on the mountain. And we're going to be camping. I think we're going to be camping near the mountain. I don't know. But that kind of scares me. Um, but we'll be fine. It's going to be at a campground. I don't, it's not going to be dispersed camping or anything like that, but this will be my first time camping in Arizona. Um, and I don't think there'll be a lot of people there because it is late October. It is getting colder. So, uh, probably a lot of people aren't camping right now, which I prefer a little bit of a secluded camping. So that'll be fun. I'm definitely excited to be outdoors and my daughter is super excited. She got her own little sleeping bag and she has her own little tent. And it's going to be fun now that she's a little bit older. We've been camping with her twice when she was younger. And she had fun then, but like we had to constantly keep her entertained, of course. But like now she's three, she can run around and, you know, play with things herself. And I can kind of watch her at a distance and, um, I think it'll just be more fun now. This episode is actually airing on November the 7th, um, but I'm recording it on October the 24th. So it's not Halloween yet as I'm recording this, but um, yeah, my daughter, she's going to be Maleficent. And then our little weenie dog is going to be a dragon. We got like a little bandana from Target that has dragon wings on it. So they're going to be the little dragon duo. So that's going to be really cute. Um, I wanted to do like a family costume last year we did the scooby-doo gang i was daphne my husband was shaggy and then she was uh scooby but 
you know, she's old enough now where she can voice her own opinion. And we were in Walmart and looking at costumes and she saw Maleficent and she is obsessed with Sleeping Beauty. We literally just watched it this morning. Um, so I couldn't deny her that. So that's what we're going to do. Um, let's see. It's November the 7th today as this is getting published. My daughter and I are actually flying to Louisiana. Um, I'm from, I'm from Louisiana, of course. My parents are there. My sister and my other uh, adopted siblings, they are all there. They are closer in age to my daughter. My adopted siblings, they're mm, six, seven, and eight. And um, so she's super stoked to see them. We FaceTime all the time. She's really excited. We're going to have a girl sleep over at my sister's house with my um, little sister, my daughter, and then my mom. And the boys are going to have a sleepover back at the house. And uh, so we're going to be doing that like the 17th through the 23rd, which is going to be a little bit of crazy time traveling, I think, because like Thanksgiving, we're literally coming back the night of the 23rd, which is the day before Thanksgiving. Um, So... I'm not really going to have time to prep for a Thanksgiving meal, but we're going to have Thanksgiving early when we go to visit my mom. And then, honestly, I don't think we're going to have to worry about Thanksgiving too much because my husband's family, um, his grandma and his uncle and his mom and his dad, they actually live in Tucson, which is an hour north of us. And they'll probably do Thanksgiving and invite us over. And I'll bring a side dish and that'll be easy enough to make um the next morning but that's what we're doing that's the next trip that we have planned she's been on an airplane two or three times before so she's not a stranger to it but I don't know if she will remember or not but in the past um she's done really well so that's a trip that we're excited for and I'm kind of at the point in in my business I've been open since July let's say July August September October um, over three months now I've been in business and it's going well. I'm reinvesting a lot back into the business. Um, I haven't honestly, which that's a smart thing to do is to reinvest a lot back into your business at first. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now, but I'm at a point where I am ready to bring on a new tool or something. So I'm trying to decide what new equipment or tool I want to bring on. I have a, a kind of a small room, a small space. It's like 10 by 11. Um, and I have, I'm, I use all of my space. Um, so it's not like I have room for like a big piece of equipment and that's not what I'm looking for anyways. I'm looking just for something to, uh, complement what I already have. I don't need to bring on a whole new service or anything like that. I'm just looking for a tool that can improve, um, my existing services or complement and, Something that I am thinking about, I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring it on. You've probably heard of a wood lamp. So it uses like UV to um, highlight certain areas of the face where you might have dehydration or sun damage. And a lot of times it will highlight sun damage that you didn't even know was there because it's in deeper layers of your skin. So we, of course, like we had those in school. I never used a woods lamp um, actually in any of my practices, but I found something called a skin scope 
and it is essentially a woods lamp but it has like this sleeve curtain over it where you can just like sit it up on a desk or something and then people just like put their face up in it and then you can there's like a viewfinder where you look into it whereas the ones that I've used in the past are just handheld um so this one of course is stationary and I really like that because you can easily you know turn it on have your client look in there and you can like look through the viewfinder and even snap a picture and um that'll help them to understand like really what's going on with their skin and they can see it in real time and here in Arizona a lot of people are outside a lot they work hard they bathe in the sun they go hiking they don't uh use SPF like they should I have a lot of clients that um haven't used SPF historically or are starting to use SPF and are starting to understand the impact that it has, the positive impact it has. So to really see all the damage that it's done in the years of not using it um, can be really, I don't want to say mind-blowing, but it can help you to understand what's actually happening. And then if we want to go you know, towards any revisional methods to help brighten that up and you can actually see in real time that it's working and different things like that. I feel like it'll help um, complement the retail and help people understand like this is really what's going on and here's a solution to um, bring your skin to a better health. So anyways, I'm thinking about the skin scope. Um, I'm not sure what else I would potentially bring on. Uh, actually, in my retail section... Of course, you guys know I love LED. I have my LED light as an add-on to treatments, and then it is included in the acne facial oxygen revision therapy, chemical peels, and microneedling. So it is already included in those four treatments, and you can add it on to the mini facial, the signature, or the luxury um, facial. But people, um, you know, I educate them on the impact that LED has and why I am using it in those treatments. And um, it's, once you know that, you know, you might want to incorporate it into your home regimen. So I am going to bring, bring on some handheld LED devices, a red and a blue one. And um, of course, the blue light really helps with controlling your sebaceous glands, killing bacteria, and then the red light helps with inflammation, um, age prevention, among many other things. But I think it's time to bring those. I've been wanting to bring them on for a while, but of course, like it's kind of a costly thing. They're, these are actually devices that I'm retailing. So I'm gonna bring on a few of those. And um, something that I learned about blue light recently is that it can actually help to reduce sebaceous hyperplasia. Um, and that is something that I see quite a lot. And there's not really a lot that I can do. I can't use like a, skin, a cautery device to cauterize sebaceous hyperplasia. And I can't use like a really, really strong chemical peel that will go deep enough to like dissolve that sebaceous hyperplasia. So that is a treatment that I can offer them at home to help keep more from coming up. Um, otherwise, if anyone does have sebaceous hyperplasia, I will, of course, recommend them out to a dermatologist that does have the authority um, to cauterize, use that type of equipment and um, peel strength that will go through the epidermis. So um, 
I mean, Arizona's a funky state, like, in terms of what estheticians can and can't do. So there might be a gray area or there might be the capability that I can actually use a skin classic. I'm going to have to look into that. But if it's not under my scope of practice without having a medical director, I'm definitely not going to do that. But um, that's something that else that I'd be really interested in looking into because I know those are tough little boogers and they're annoying and people don't like having them on their face. And I understand why. So I want to kind of offer a solution to that. Um, and like I said, even if I can't do it, I've I've been recommending people out, but yeah, those are a few tools that I'm considering um, bringing on or looking more into. And I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram or not. Um, I post a lot of like, you see me on there, either my stories or my reels. I've had red hair, like coppery red hair for over a year now, and I just got rid of it last night. So I do my hair myself generally. And um, so I did a color remover and then I bleached it with a 20 volume and um, then I went over it with a permanent golden blonde and then toned it to make it a little less golden. It was a little orangey golden. Um, I am going for golden though, so I'm okay with it being, you know, that warmer tint. So I actually ran to Cosmoprof to the beauty supply store this morning and got some blue shampoo just to further tone it down um but of course like when you change your hair drastically you need to live in it for a second to like because it's such like a shock value and it was I was like oh my god my hair is super gold this is jarring but now that it's like the next day and I'm living with it I'm like okay I like this so yeah I changed my hair it's not red anymore but the I mean the reason I changed it is because my natural hair color is a natural level seven and the hair color that I have right now is a golden level eight. Um, so I think I can grow my hair, my natural hair out easier with this. I could just do a shadow root or I can get a professional to like drop some low lights in or something. I just don't want to have to keep touching it up every two weeks, three weeks. It's super annoying. Um, so I think I can probably get by a little farther with my roots, um, the color it is now. yeah that's pretty much all I wanted to chat about with you guys today thank you so much for listening and as always I will see you next Monday 8 a.m mount standard time for another episode